Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. And I've often said before, Andy, that... I come to work, you know, I get a train, I get off the train, I walk in the office and everything just... I mean, nothing ever happens to me. But mm. every day, every day, Andy, there's something with you. And you, you came limping in this morning with a tale of so woe. painful. Yeah, because it, it was just... We've got a system here at the, at the, at the office, the yeah. building, where there's a, set, there's a barrier, a set of barriers that you walk through, and, and they're two-way. Yeah. So you put your pass down the barrier opens you walk through yeah so as i'm walking up to it it's bloke walking through and he had the choice of about it's about 15 15 yeah so he decides to there. choose exactly the one that i'm walking up to. yeah great so he moves to the side something oh, okay he's moved to the side. he's going to use the other one but meanwhile he's opened the gate with his that pass you're coming through and moved to the side so it looks like i'm and i've done the same thing it's so an I'm after thinking, you claude yes yeah, so i'm thinking i'm walking through and he's moved to the side of course yeah. no the gates open the other way and i just walk straight into it and it's like yeah. a thick glass bit it is where it's straight you know where the doctor tests your knee you know that sort of reflex thing you know yeah. what that feels like they used to do in sitcoms it's yeah. like a permanent reflex so i said to the player what did you do that for he said i didn't i said you did you moved to the side it's great he's having a row in the I building know, said, are you all right i said no i'm not <laughs> i'm suing him are you really? Well, I think so. I'm going to get the CCTV out. <laughs> what an idiot. Honestly. I don't know where it's he great. works, but he should It's always a drama, he should be fired instantly. It's always a drama. Was he younger than you? Oh, yeah. Was well, he... most people are in this yeah, building. Yeah, well, was he, was he, was in was fact, he... there's nobody older than yeah, me here. Old father time. Was he... I should be on the roof. How old... <laughs> like lords. <laughs> like a weather vane. How, yeah. How old was he then, this lad? Uh, about 30, I suppose. Oh, OK. So did he, did he... Was he concerned or was it faux concern? No, I'd say he was concerned. Yeah. yeah. Well, you can see I was in agony. So, you know, it was quite yeah. painful. You know. I, I've seen you before, though. I've seen we had some uh, lucha libre wrestlers in once. It's still one of our very favourite clips here at Talksport, although one of Andy's, and one of them did get Andy in a headlock mm. and in an arm lock. Mm. And um, he, yeah, I mean, are you a bit it hurt? My arm. You a bit prone to overreaction or not? No, I don't say so. Not really. Well, I don't know about that. I've got quite a pain not, threshold. Not so sure that's true. <laughs> but I think anyway. I think you've milked it, especially now. You said you want to sue the fella. I you do. clearly milked it and the building and the company. So they're. I, I'll, tell you what's, I'll tell you what's going to happen tonight. <laughs> By the time he gets home tonight, about 10 o'clock, 
Um, he won't be home at ten o'clock. You know, I mean, when he later on this evening, he'll be saying he'll be saying the legs, the legs still hurting. So down will come the kex, and you'll have a proper like rhubarb and custard nan's bruise on that leg, and you'll be saying to the missus Sue, photograph this for me. Where there's where there's blame, there's a claim. There's a big check coming, and then you've got to go and track that bloke down. But with your memory for faces, you'll never find the. F- you'll end up suing about thirty different That's people. That's very true. I'll, I'll never remember. You'll who never he is. remember what he looked like unless no. he comes forward. Which if I was him, he won't. I wouldn't. He'll keep quiet. Yeah, Andy doing his best, Larry David. Uh, he, I know he does it every day. Uh, <laughs> we need to we see. Need to see we want to see the CCTV <laughs> footage. Can the producer get hold of it? We know the rough timings. We want to see the see. We want to see the subsequent argument. That'd be great. And we want to see the bloke walk away as Andy's raging and the bloke give him the little Nescafe handshake as he goes outside to his back. My pass wouldn't work. So to add insult to injury, I had to walk back to the desk. Limp back. Limp back and get it sort of like re... Do you know anybody like Andy? I mean, I I think I I know the answer to that. No, you don't. But anybody even approaching what goes on in his life every day? I mean, we've we've had so many stories over the years. The violent sneeze in the woman's face (laughs) at at Waterloo Station. (laughs) Because one of Andy's things is he sneezes suddenly and violently. He doesn't know he's going to do it. He has absolutely no time (laughs) to cover his face. And she went, you've just sneezed in my face. And it went off there. None of this happens to me. No, I know. It's it's bad, isn't it? Anyway, you got a new neighbour the other week. What was the neighbour gate? What happened there? We had some problem with somebody was looking. Oh, I know who you are. They were telling us oh, that you yeah, had a no, famous no, person. Right. Yeah, moved no, when in. I went up to her. And, and then you went and showed her her own picture <laughs> on the phone. This is you, isn't it? On the phone. <laughs> Creepy loon next door. <laughs> I, I haven't seen her since. I've been wanting to apologise. Yeah. Every day, every day, it's something. Anyway, anyway, beyond that. Beyond um, that, I want to talk about. Do you see the penalty in the Accrington Stanley Bradford shootout? Yeah. It's fantastic, isn't it? It's, it's one, great. It's one for Ben Littleton. I've never seen a pen- bloke comes running. If you haven't seen it, he, he runs up to take the penalty. He trips over. Yeah. Go, rolls over, the, hits the ball with his back. The keepers dive because he thinks he's going to place it in the corner. But it's going so slowly. But it's going so slowly he can get up and save it. But It's, it it's like brilliant. Pat Nevin, you're off the hook. Was, I mean, he does touch it twice, but I suppose the fact it's saved, had it gone in, it wouldn't have counted. Oh, yeah, that's a good guess. point, yeah. It you hits, are the ref. It hits him twice, doesn't yeah, it? So it wouldn't it have been a fair penalty. No. So um, that would be interesting, wouldn't it? Remember the idea of that one with the infamous Arsenal penalty that went wrong with Thierry Henry and Robert Perez. But it would be good if you could kind of flick the ball up with one foot and volley it with the other for oh, yeah. a pen. That would be interesting, it wouldn't would it? It would be, but it would be a bit yeah. mad. It would be a bit mad, but, you know, we're, yeah. we're doing... Not, not an ideal We're doing games do. that last three and a half hours at the moment, so all, <laughs> all bets are off. And what a mad decision by Russell Martin to completely change the Southampton team for Yeah. The, they've only played one game. Surely getting the, the first 11 minutes and... All right, you might bring in one or two or three, mm. but not to make so wholesale changes, honestly. I mean, it did make a lot of difference. Our, our Jamie, our Watford supporting assistant term uh, producer, mm. I said to him, you know, did you make many changes? He said, we only made one and we still lost to Stevenage. It was said eight That's teams. Incredible, isn't it? Eight teams went out last. We all know what's going to happen. I mean, you know, you're a championship side, you're thinking, do we want to be in the League Cup? It's just, you know, we might get to the quarterfinals. And then we'll draw City, and, and even if we got to the final, we'd lose to City anyway. Well, I always feel that about the league. Obviously, the right to lose to City at Wembley. Shouldn't they but... make Pep take it less seriously? Oh three seven one seven double two double three double four. It's all right. Chelsea and Spurs are in the uh, second oh, round. Yeah, draw we're not. For the first time I think the years. phrase is we're not in Kansas anymore, Toto. Are we? We all know what's going to happen. All the fans are going. Yeah, we're going to get Spurs away. You think we're going to? You're going to get Chelsea away? Yeah. It's going to be one of those. We don't normally because of the, Poch- the Pochettino thing. Yeah, oh, the draws yeah. tonight at quarter past ten, and as our sides normally 
trouble some kind of uh, mm. European draw. Uh, we're not normally in the second round, but yeah, say it's a bit of a dose of realism, isn't it? Tonight mm. we're in the draw. I was feeling quite optimistic about the new season until Nkunku <laughs> got injured out till Christmas. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? Four months. Two serious knee injuries. We haven't even yeah. kicked off yet. It's tremendous. I'm, I'm, I mean, I watched a little bit of Tottenham caught some of the second half last night. Their game against Barcelona and the first half was better. I just saw the highlights, but they are knocking it about. It's enjoyable. I've forgotten mm. what enjoyable football was like yeah, yeah, after yeah. the last few years. They're, you know, they, I know they lost four two. They were a bit leggy and they made lots of changes. And Barcelona had a strong team out. But I mean, I wouldn't. You know, we don't want to put any pressure on Postecoglou. But it's certainly going to be more entertaining. And he's getting yeah. a tune out of players. That it's going to be good. I think. I think you know, they're one of a number of teams that could challenge top four. Yeah. Should be top six. It's, well, if the Harry Kane thing drags on, anything we yeah. do, there's some talk now of a ninety six point four million pound bid plus oh, add-ons. They don't get sick of all this. They just pay the money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just make decide on the final bit that you're ever going to pay. Mm. Make that the offer, and if they don't take that, walk away. And that's what Chelsea should do with Casado as well. It's the same deal. It's mad. They really do want that hundred million pounds, don't they? <sighs> it's pointless, isn't it? They'd only be like another Basuma. What's the point? Well, but, oh no, Basuma's back. He's back under with an arm around the so? shoulder. Well, he looked, he's been playing very, He's very, very well. good player. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we'll see. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Now we've spoken to the guys and. Murals before they did a fantastic uh, mural of uh, Ledley King, a Spurs legend, a little mm. while ago. And it, it, it's a growing trend. There's some fantastic ones uh, all over the country from the world of uh, football, some brilliant ones uh, up in Liverpool, I'm sure a lot of the Liverpool and Everton fans have seen. Um, and now there is a podcast off the back of, uh, of, of this, which is very interesting. Uh, Justin Beatty is the host of Say It and Spray It, which is the podcast. Mark Silver is the CEO of Millwalls and they've joined us in the studio. Good afternoon, guys. Hello. Good Thanks to for having see us. You. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing this, Mark? How long has this been a kind of business for you? Uh, back in the 2019, uh, three and a half years, uh, that's when we set it up. The original concept was to bring street art into people's homes. Um, we started out with West Ham United, thought we'd do it as a licensed product, got introduced to Liverpool and it exploded pretty quickly. But it only lasted a few months because we then hit COVID. So mm. we couldn't go into anyone's house um, and we didn't want to go into anyone's house. Mm. So we kind of rethought the wheel a little bit and then decided to do some big outside stuff, which obviously gets a lot more attention. Yeah. So you were doing it inside people's houses? That's yeah, only for a couple of months. I mean, we were doing kids' yeah. bedrooms, man caves, that kind of thing. And that's still a service you offer, is it? Is we do, we do. But obviously the exposure you get from the big outside ones and yeah. financially it's much more uh, it's more efficient for us to do the big ones. But we do do them. You know, we've done Stephen Gerrard's son, so we wouldn't say no to, yeah. to something like that. But it's not something we do on a daily basis. And the, we were saying the fans love these things. And they're often old heroes as well so yeah or well, current current heroes yeah, in yeah. many cases of like the Harry Kane one you've done recently I've seen at Tottenham which is he went along with his family to see the unveiling of and uh, you know he's still very, well he's playing at the moment for this week anyway he's still a Tottenham player he's still a Tottenham player <laughs> at the moment I mean that's brilliant the joy that we get out of obviously with the fans seeing how they react to it but also the players themselves um, but I think the real legends of the game, you know, back from when I was growing up back in the 80s and seeing the likes of Ian Rush and people like that being mm. tributed on these murals, that's really special for me. But, of course, we like doing the current players because yeah. that gets the attention, really. Yeah. And just seeing how they feel about it, 
it's a very special thing. So it's a uh, sorry, a visual medium, should I say, Justin? So how's the how's the podcast going to work around a subject like this? So it's going to work by us getting people that have been painted in these murals to come on and talk about the experience of being painted and mm -hmm. how it feels to have a a big mural of them in their hometown or where they made themselves famous. Um, so we, we when we speak to people that have played for Liverpool, how it feels to have a a mural in Anfield and and that kind of stuff. So yeah, it was a it was a bit of a, a stretch to how we were going to make a podcast out of it. But when Mark said, "Oh, we'll get the people on that have been painted," I was like, "Yeah, I think that'll work." So yeah, yeah. I think the techniques of how you do it and how you plan a piece and execute yeah. it are also quite interesting. Well, right? yeah, I mean, I imagine the process, uh, Mark, this could be quite interesting. Because first, you've got to find a wall. You got to make sure everybody locally is happy yeah. with that. I guess you've got to check with a council. Maybe you have to check with a club if you're using someone's likeness. Do you have to check with a player? How yeah. So I mean, everyone's completely different. I mean, genuinely, we're working with the clubs. You know, we started out doing this, and we was trying to work with the clubs. Now we're getting the clubs coming to us, saying, "Can you come and paint the side of our stadium?" So it's become easier. Um, Around Liverpool, you've got people that live in the houses with the gable ends literally calling us up going, can you come and paint the side of my house? So it's a lot easier. Whereas my club, West Ham, we've struggled because there's no residential buildings yeah. around the stadium. So whereas we wanted to do something for them... You can't go down to Westfield and paint on the side then? of Louis Vuitton. We can, can but we'll probably get arrested. So <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll You've leave got it a West Ham one, though. Where, where is that? It's Bonds and Brooking, isn't Bonds, it? Bonds and Brooking was done by Nash, one of our guys, before we set up Murals as a business. But that's down at the Barking Road by the old bowling. Wow. Yeah. Um, so okay. that's a lovely piece down there. But obviously now it's about trying to get it down by Stratford where... Um, where obviously the football's being played these days. Can you yeah. do one of a, me and Paul on the side of this building? <laughs> yeah. It's well, a glass building, so it'd be a challenge, yeah, it would but be, we, we it, can. It would be. People have been coming here and throwing paint at this building, but not quite, <laughs> in, the way, not quite in the way we'd hope. The one I love, I mean, because he, he played for my club, but he's in Liverpool and it's, it's, a, it's a Liverpool angle on it, is for, is, is a, you know, is a, a Ray Clements, which is a, a lovely one, because as you said, Ray was not well at the time, was he? And it, it, it's a beautiful tribute, that. There's a great story how that all come about. It, it was a mistake. Um, originally, I was introduced to, to Ray's daughter, a friend of mine, lives out in Florida and knows her really well and originally we were looking at doing a Jimmy Greaves mural over at Tottenham and I was being introduced to Ray really to get his thoughts on the Jimmy one and maybe help give some quotes on it and it turned into uh, a mural of him and emotionally that's the one that really got to me because we knew he didn't have long to go we wanted to get it done and his whole family come down Ray wasn't well enough to come down for the actual oh. reveal but we know how he felt about it we're still in touch with the family now and, and Stephen his son comes on the podcast and, and talks about that. It was yeah. a really special one. So, I mean, uh, we have situations where you'll speak to people for the podcast. Uh, I mean, it'd be not quite nice to do one when there's an unveiling going on at some point, you know, with one of your future ones. Absolutely. Uh, we've got so much planned as well. Yeah. We've got so many different ones planned. Um, but obviously some of the people that we've, we've painted already, there's some big names and, mm. you know, we're really excited that we managed to speak to Stephen Gerrard, Jamie Carragher, Leah Williamson. You know, these are yeah. big household names in the football world and we're getting to chat to them. To meet them is special, but to get to talk to them on our podcast, we know that we've done something for them that they appreciate. So, uh, yeah, why not share this with everyone else, all these yeah. amazing stories? What the about late, others? The late Queen? 
Dot, I can see June uh, Brown, Dot Cotton. Oh, I was going to say the late Queen. Yeah, there's a I didn't amazing. know June Brown was the late Queen. Yeah, you didn't have it a was com- a Queen. You didn't have a comma in there. Oh, okay. Oh, I'm with you now. That yeah, is I mean, f- football is where we're best known, especially up in Liverpool. But we work with all the football clubs. Yeah, uh, we're a lot of the football clubs, but we also done stuff with Elton John. You mm. know, so we're in the music world. We've done stuff with uh, Sony Pictures for Ghostbusters, the movie that came out, and Dungeons and Dragons, Transformers. So cricket, yeah. I mean, a Jimmy a Anderson, a Stuart Broad, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, I mean, we, we've done a few pieces on the outside of the Oval. Yeah. Um, so we're in there now. It's just about. I mean, Twickenham. We've we've done lots of at Twickenham. We've got some projects lined up mm. for the next couple of weeks down there as well. So there's nothing really that wouldn't lend itself to be yeah. painted, really. And who's your team, Justin? I'm Watford, oh, which okay. is how I met Mark. Oh, yeah. His team were doing a, a Graham Taylor mural and I noticed that they got the font on the badge wrong so I went across and went you need to change that and that's kind of how Mark and I got talking so yeah I'm Watford well we done it we done it right but we done it wrong for the wrong time of yes it was uh, the the era of Graham Taylor wasn't it but that's how we met that's the the sort of thing that would get picked up though by the fans by someone like Justin yeah a busy body a busy body which we talk about (laughs) on the podcast that's come out but um no that was brilliant and we of all the murals, that's one of my most special ones for the basis that it's Graham Taylor and it's right next to the stadium and he's looking at mm. it. But that's where we met and um, he said to me, I think it'd be a great idea to do a podcast. Yeah. I agreed with him, um, just didn't know how we go about doing it. And then once I started speaking to the likes of Carragher and people like that who are friends of murals, very supportive of what we do, and they said, yeah, I'll come on. I knew that we had something. So Brilliant. See how Where did goes. you learn to do this? Presumably you went to art school or something like that. Yeah, so I'm a graphic designer. I mean, right. originally I used to do art when I was at school and I loved it, but I didn't think I'd make a living until I was dead. So, you know, like Van Gogh <laughs> and people like that. So I went into publishing and graphic design. I hired Nasha, one of our artists, to come and do some spray paint and graffiti in my son's bedroom, made it into a West Ham changing room. And uh, I just thought there's got to be something we can do with this. It took me a few years before mm. I had the time. And, uh, yeah, we just kind of went from there, really. And now we've got a team of – we've worked with about 30 artists, but yeah. a core team of about five or six that work with us on a job-to-job basis. And you talk about the art – I mean, apart from talking to the personalities, Justin Fine, are you talking about the art of it? You talk yeah. about – I mean, I, mean I, I take it you're always looking for new talent and there must be people – because this is a growing – sort of form of media, I'm sure there'll be a lot more people that are interested in doing it. I hope so. Yeah, I really hope so. We do. We talk, we talk about... I mean, the, the podcast does obviously deal with their career a little bit, mm. but then we go into the artwork quite a bit and how it feels. And, you know, we often ask, so when was the last time you drove past it to have a look at it and all yeah. this sort of stuff? And, and most people are great about it. They, they're just so pleased to have it. And, um, you know, they take their family down there and all that sort of stuff. There's a there's quite a good story on the Leah, Leah Williamson one when that comes out. Listen out for that as to what yeah. happened when she went to her. Mural, that's quite funny. <laughs> so the, the first one's available, what? Today, today? yeah, okay. yeah, the first one's available today and then they're going out every Wednesday going forward. And it's called uh, Say It and Spray It? It's called Say It and Spray It. And you'll yeah. find it, uh, what sort of length are we, how, how long are they? Uh, well, it depends how talkative the guest is. It's right. anywhere from half an hour to an hour sometimes. Okay. Um, yeah, so they're not a standard length. but uh, the, the Leo one went on, we, we said to about half an hour, didn't we? But it went a lot longer because we've done multiple murals of Leo Williamson for obvious reasons. Mm. So uh, we ended up speaking about all of them. Yeah. Well, good stuff. Well, we look forward to uh, having a listen mm. and uh, I think we're going to be hopefully chatting to some of the people <clears> that you're <throat> going to be uh, featuring. So uh, we'll, we'll talk again. And, yeah, keep up the good work. They are fantastic. And I think, you know, Thank the you. reaction not just to the players but the fans of the clubs uh, is is pretty evident as well. So good to see you both. Thanks yeah, very much too. for coming Thank you very in. Much. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Andy, is there anything, anything you want to share with the class today? <clears throat> Apart from my dull ache in my knee. <laughs> yes, that's right, which I think you have touched on already. Yeah. Yes, I, I think so. Yeah. Um, what else have we got here? Anything else? Um, yeah, I've done that about that. Oh, yeah. Uh, do you see those pictures of uh, Victoria Beckham? They're very funny, actually. No. Water skiing. No, no, no. I oh, didn't. yeah, she was water skiing in all the papers this morning. Oh, right. But she always does that thing. She obviously looks quite happy, but she never actually smiles. Mm. She never actually, sh- even with a smile, she doesn't show you her teeth. I don't think anyone's ever seen her teeth you apart think it's a from bit a of dentist. A, what Glenn would call a Shane McGowan situation. <laughs> I, I doubt it. I doubt it. No, I don't I think it is. Sure she would have had them <laughs> yeah. done. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's that the case. Quite, uh, yeah. And Amir Khan's wife was in the paper today. She's very angry, but she? surely she should be angry at him, not the woman. Oh, OK. <laughs> we have, I like we're having a chat like this in the hairdressers. Well, I know, you? I like those, don't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is, you, get, you always get these. This is fantastic. Mm. This is, uh, can't stop comparing women's football to men's football. Well done to the England women's football team making it to the World Cup quarterfinals with victory over Nigeria. The Lionesses have shown our men's team how to take penalties. Yeah. So there can never be one good thing without it knocking the other. <laughs> no. can't, can't you like both? That is very true. Never happens, though. Uh, did you see this story? Uh, Charlie White in the Sun had an interesting <laughs> to about some uh, Chester fans. Chester were playing in the National League North and they were coming down to Hertfordshire to play uh, Bishop Stortford. Hmm. And uh, I think it was 300 uh, travelled down. Um, those who didn't want to get the train, which may be a bit expensive, or get on the, the, the coach, found another way of doing it. So apparently these Chester fans uh, flew from uh, Liverpool to Dublin at 8.30am and caught a flight from Ireland to Stansted. <laughs> and they landed at quarter 12. Uh, and the return ticket was £60, which was much less than the train via Dublin, Liverpool via Dublin. Yeah, what about that? It's brilliant, ten- though. It, it, it has got a more serious point. No, it has. Because it's a pretty you, sad indictment on the prices of trains, isn't it? Well, really? that, exactly. I mean, if you're worried about climate and all that sort yeah. of thing, you know, then why not make the trains cheaper, you know? 
Yeah. It's a brilliant documentary by Ben Elton. It's worth catching up with if you haven't seen it about the trains, about what's happened to the trains in this country. A bit political, but you know. Yeah, well, a little bit of politics there. A little bit of politics there, say there himself. Himself. Yeah, 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 definitely. Well, fair enough. Internet sleuths are tuning into a live stream, according to the Daily Star, hmm. to watch what people fly tip in a skip. Wow. And this is because when people leave skips out, we've recently had a skip outside our block of flats. Yeah. And it's amazing. It starts off with the builders' rubble and everything they're doing. Yeah. Then it ends up with all sorts of mattress. Oh yeah, you know, Irving mattress. People just use it as yeah. a sort of you know a skip, a, a tipping ground, a yes, dumping ground. They do, and I'll tell you what they also do um, is they they skip raid. Oh yeah, uh, they yeah, come yeah. along and they so if everybody puts something. It's like the Oki Koki. Mm. So people put stuff in, then somebody will come along and think, oh, nice piece of wood there. I'll have that. There's a bloke that does pottery across the way in a sort of artist workshop. Yeah. There were loads of his sculptures he'd bunged in there that he didn't like. It was like, really weird. I don't know why. Don't be, I mean... So I might watch this. It sounds good, You though. don't have to be a sleuth to work that out, then, do you? If he's the only sculptor <laughs> in the area and there's a load of busts in there... He might have had permission. I have no idea. You'd know. It's called Skip Watch TV. But personally, well, I'll tell you what, I've seen worse. Clive Holland, who hosts his own show on the trader station, Fix Radio. Nice. I thought, oh, I could get a job there. Yo, well, you were a carpet fitter for a short time, Andy. <laughs> You'd be a natural on I'm there. not great on DIY, but, no. you know, <laughs> I'm quite happy to do the overnights. Oh, okay. I can think I can fit them in around Andy this. Andy Jacobs, king of overnights <laughs> on Skip TV. <laughs> Brilliant. What's happening Why there? Why not? I, yeah. I, I see that. There's just be you watching successful. the cameras. Well, it's, oh, someone's just stuck a pram in there at 3 o'clock <laughs> in the morning. <laughs> Why not? Someone's just had something out <laughs> of it. <laughs> Anyway, yeah, skip news there. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. We are going to uh, chat now about something we've touched on before because the guys from the Sweeper Podcast have been keeping an eye on this. It's a team you've probably never heard of before called KI Classvig. Um, they're, they're Faroese team, mm. and we don't really talk about uh, football in the Faroe Islands very much. But uh, they've been doing some pretty amazing things domestically, and then adding to that, of being flying through the prelim rounds of the Champions League. They've seen off some pretty big hitters. And uh, indeed, Paul Watson from the Sweeper is back to tell us more. Hi, Paul. Hi. Before we come on to the Champions League, we should talk about what they're doing domestically. They may be about to break a record that's like 80 years old. Yeah, so they're on course for the perfect season, KI Klaxvig in the Faroe Islands. Um and the last team to do so in Europe was in 1942-43. It's a German side. Uh, I actually forgot what they're called, but um, it's a long time. And the reason why this feels very possible is not just because they've got 16 wins out of 16 this year, but last year they got 25 out of 27. So it's not a massive leap to think this side can do it. Yeah, it was Dresda, Dresna FC, sorry, SC, Dresna FC of Germany, 42-43. That's right, it would have been the last team to have gone completely through the season. But it's been the Champions League. Uh, it got a bit of publicity, this, because they beat Ferenc Varos, the, the, the big Hungarian side, the other week. And they've now played Molder and beat Molder last night. So what is it about this team? Is They're not a team of Galacticos. How have they built this great side that can that beat these European teams? Well, yeah, you're right. I mean, what's amazing, it's only a 5,000 population in Klaxvik. So they stand at the moment three games away, potentially from the Champions League group stage and, you know, playing the biggest teams in the, in the world. Um, and what, what keeps happening, I think, is people keep underestimating. That's certainly one thing, because when they play Ferenc Varos away, it was very much seen like that was a, uh, an easy win for Ferenc Varos. And that was a stunning result. But then in the next game, they played against Haken from Sweden. 
first leg was a draw. And Haken again tweeted from their their um their official account, basically saying, "All right, well, we'll take them back to our place for the win next week." Mm-hmm. Um, and sure enough, they they drew three all. It was an amazing game. Drew three all, and then um they won on penalties. Clatchwick. So what they've done is quite funny, really. Um, a few years back, they basically said we are going to be the first team from the Faroe Islands to get to a Champions, uh, well, to European group stage. And a lot of people did laugh at them at the time. Um, but what they've done really is invest in local talent. So it's an almost entirely local team. Um, and they've they've kept this band of players largely together and they've just grown, grown and grown. And in fact, Arnie Friedrichsberg, uh, the guy who's their hero in this Champions League run, um, is 31 years old. He's never played outside the Faroe Islands. And in fact, by day job, he imports food products. So they are a very much homegrown local bunch of lads who just basically have, have hit their stride at the right time. They've won the, they've won the Faroe Islands Premier League 20 yeah. times and yeah. the Faroe Islands Cup six times. Is that known as the FI Cup? I, th- I think it would be. The, yeah, I think it probably would the be. The magic of the FI Cup. It would be, yeah. <laughs> but it's a great story. I mean, um, they've, got, they've got a second leg against Moulders still to play. So, I mean, they're not, they're not home and hose yet, are they? No, far far from it, really, because um, Mulder are doing nicely. I mean, they're fourth in Norwegian League, but they they were four games league games unbeaten. Uh, so Mulder are a decent side that they probably wouldn't be favourites to to go and win this Klaxvik. If they do, they have an even tougher task. They get Galatasaray, and if that happens, you'll have five thousand population of Klaxvik against fifteen million Istanbul. So it'll be one of the biggest disparities has ever been in in the history of, of European competition but the big news really in a way was in the last round when they beat Hacken they actually guaranteed a place in a European group stage so that's the first time a Far East team would do that because even if they lose now they go into the Europa League if they lose that they still get a place in the Conference League um, oh, that's so they've already made history yeah whatever they do they've made history already the stadium only holds 2,600 530 seated brackets. Yeah, imagine, <laughs> yeah. imagine they get West Ham or something. You know, yeah, that, that's on the Faroe Island. I think it'd be quite Sadly, yeah. they, they can't play at home, sadly. They could play the first two rounds, but um, because of the UEFA rules, they have to play in Torshavn. So they're actually playing in the in the capital, the Faroe Islands capital, right. um, in Torshavn, which is a bit of a shame. But um, still, uh, they are they are definitely going to make um, a lot of noise if Galatasaray fans are in that yeah. little stadium, I think. Now, we often talk to you about the Sweeper podcast. You and uh, Lee Wingate put it together, and it has some kind of weird and wonderful stories from the world of football. And I know you've got some interesting ones. You've got a story from Greenland in, about a team that, that went off hunting. Tell us more about that, uh, Paul. Yeah, so Greenland's uh, national championships is only a week long due to the weather uh, in Greenland. It's only really a week that they can get this tournament on. Uh, and they have regional qualifiers take place all around Greenland. Teams then qualify for for the event, which which moves around the country. This year, it's in uh, Katokatog, which is in southern Greenland, like right at the peak of southern Greenland. And the problem that they have is most of the teams that qualify really struggle to get there. There are no roads in Greenland, so you have to fly everywhere. And a lot of those flights are incredibly expensive or difficult. Um, and so one of the teams, team from Sissimut, um, qualified and had to pull out because to fly there, they would have actually had to fly two internal flights and then fly to Reykjavik and then fly back to Nuuk and then get a boat. So they had to pull out because of that. But another team have pulled out because they're actually too many of their players are out hunting, elk hunting. Um, <laughs> and this is, this is quite, it's quite, a, it's sort of quite a common problem because it's still um, a way of life where a lot of people go out and hunt for their families in, a, in the, the warmer months like August. 
put the food away and then it, it, it lasts for the winter. So actually, it's a genuine reason that teams pull out this tournament. So it's, it's been an absolute mayhem in the build-up. The tournament starts tomorrow. It's been teams pulling out uh, and then just completely, for no apparent reason that's been given, um, the stadium caught fire where the tournament's supposed to take place, which luckily they've remedied it. and They, they had to rebuild one of the sub benches. But yeah, it's all been going on in Greenland. So keep uh, keep your watch on at Sweeper Pod. We, we'd like to talk yeah. about the Greenlandic Championships. And just for a, a quick and finally, this was a, a, an animal loose in a press box in the States, I understand. <laughs> yeah, Lee, Lee was telling me all about this. So um, he, he was saying that it happened um, in Salt Lake City that a raccoon um, got loose, I believe it was, in, right. the, in the press box. And um, I think one of the reasons that this, this was... Um, that was so funny. One of the things we found so funny was uh, one of them got loose and caused absolute chaos. Uh, and he was saying, I was saying, well, you know, you've got to look at yourself when, when the press box is being ravaged by that. He said, uh, actually, another one had got loose, but they were too busy trying to catch that one. That one infiltrated the press box. Wow. Um, so it seemed like a bit of infestation. And apparently it was a popcorn machine that it was trying to get to, which raised a lot of questions about what kind of press box they've got. And this stadium. They're going to have to get a. Uh, they're going to, yeah. yeah, rodents in the press box. I'm saying nothing. Give us your football rodents, <laughs> raccoon titch. Yeah, of course. Uh, sadly, oh. we've run out of time. <laughs> You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between one and four pm on Talksport. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 